Welcome back to the Tony D Podcast as we have gotten through Thanksgiving. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving week into the weekend with your family and friends. Uh, I know I did get to go home for a few days, spend some time with the nephews, my sister, her boyfriend, my niece, uh, my mom, some family. So that was good. And we are all marked safe from uh, knowing that everybody's Spotify playlist uh, has Taylor Swift as their number one most listened to artist. Uh, I was about over that. The third post I saw on Instagram by 9 a.m. That was, I believe, on Wednesday morning, but plenty to discuss. I've got some racing news. It's pretty interesting coming up. I'm going to talk to you about the Colts in the midst of a wild card chase. The Pacers roller coaster ride went from a Colts call of a roller coaster ride. Now a Pacers roller coaster ride going up and down. We'll talk about that. IU football has a new coach. Purdue, number one in the country for college basketball and some big-time conference championship college football games coming up this weekend, including the Big Ten championship game on Saturday. We are going to discuss that. As always, the Tone of the Podcast is brought to you by Flooring is Forever. Flooringisforever.com, 317-755-1246. They have you covered. All things flooring from carpet to hardwood. Harley has over 20 years of experience here locally in Indianapolis. Let him transform any room in your home or office today. 317-755-1246. As always, we thank him for his support of the Tony D Podcast. We're going to start with the Colts, as we kind of always do. Three straight wins. And and I heard some, some experts, and there's a few that you guys know that I don't really pay too much attention to and others that I really like, but... It all started really last week with them releasing Shaquille Leonard. And this is something that if you follow me on Twitter at Tony D&D or you've listened to this podcast, this is overdue in my eyes. Look, he just unfortunately was never going to get back to where he was before the injury. He kind of ran his mouth and that kind of put me, and I was like, uh, and then the whole contract situation, and just, he always came off as fake to me, and, and, and I'm sure he's a super nice guy, and he's genuine, but sometimes in what he would say in the locker rooms, and we started to learn that, and it became a problem, it became a distraction over the last three weeks, you know, Wednesdays would come in, and a microphone would be in his face, and he would talk about how he's not being put into the system correctly, and it's just not working out for him, and it's just because his body just isn't there, and, and maybe he'll go... T.Y. Hilton style down at Dallas or to Philadelphia, and maybe he'll play out the remainder of the year, and we can wish him the best. But it seems like, you know, it was kind of crazy because he gets let go, and then he's given out turkeys, and it was like, man, what what crazy timing. Um, He fleeced the Colts. His agent fleeced the Colts, and now you've got Jonathan Taylor who has the same agent who's came back, and he's been okay. He's hasn't been – a world beater. He hasn't been a or a Pro Bowl caliber running back, but he's been okay. And now he's injured with a thumb injury. And you think about well, Riley Kinnett just won the state championship for Chitar with a broken wrist. Wait, why aren't you playing? Uh, but I'm not a doctor. I don't know the significance of having to hold on to the football. I don't even know what thumb it is. Is it his right thumb? Is it his left thumb? Is it something that you can put a put a brace over? Put a cast over, that I don't know, so I'm not going to say too much about it. But to be out two to three weeks with a thumb injury is a bit, you know, knowing how much he's getting paid, it's kind of like, wait a minute, you're getting you're getting paid a shit ton of money by this team and you're going to miss two to three weeks with a thumb injury. That doesn't really seem to stack up for me. But again, I'm not at West 56th. 
I haven't really followed it too much. I just saw that when it came down. Uh, I think James Boyd from The Athletic had it. Nonetheless, I said this about the Colts. They had a quarterback controversy going into the season. Was it going to be Anthony Richardson or was it going to be Gardner Minshew? And I thought, you know what? Gardner is a solid backup quarterback. And I would go on record to say that he's probably better than seven to ten starting quarterbacks on in week one. Certainly heading into this week, he's better than a lot of the quarterbacks that are starting. And I said, you know what? If Anthony Richardson goes out there and has a, has a rookie of the year type of season, this is a Colts team that can win. The schedule certainly favors them. I mean, you think about some of the games that they should have won that they had leads in, uh, but now riding a three-game winning streak. It hasn't been a, a pretty three-game winning streak. Has it been against great teams? No, it's, it was you go to Germany, it didn't matter if the score was 3-0. to zero. You wanted to get out of Germany with the win over, over New England. Beat Tampa Bay. Now this week you go to Nashville to take on the Titans. Will Levis looks a bit banged up again. Winnable football game. You've got games against the Steelers and the Bengals. Winnable football games. You go back to that Browns game and you're thinking, man, they had a lead. You go, you go back to that Saints game. The Saints aren't that great. You had a 10-point lead and you, and you let New Orleans come back. You would maybe be in a little bit better position in that wild card standing. Um, you know, you look at what the Jacksonville Jaguars have been doing, and 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 they're rolling at eight and three. So, you know, regardless of of a of, of a misplay here or a miss wide open target downfield there, the Colts are still in control of their own destiny, which is crazy to say because we didn't really know where this team would be. We thought they'd be right around here, maybe less, but we went from as a fan base, as a Colts fan base, oh well, let's stink it up for Marvin Harrison to. Holy crap, this team has a chance to make the playoffs. Bengals, Steelers, Falcons, Raiders, Texans. Uh, your remaining schedule coming up after going to Nashville this weekend to take on the Tennessee Titans. I like where the Colts are. Um, I like Gardner Minshew. Let's see if Zach Moss can step up again. Downs is playing well. Pittman had a really good game last week. And, and Shane Steichen, look. This hasn't been talked about enough, but what he's been able to do after the franchise quarterback goes down, albeit a rookie, what he's been able to do, some of the play calling that he's drawn up, some of it hasn't been the greatest, and sometimes you know you want him to go for it on fourth down, and he doesn't, sometimes he does. But the play last week was Zaire Franklin in there to get Mo Alley Cox open. Why isn't Frank's, excuse me, Frank Wright got fired? Why isn't Shane Steichen? in the conversation for the NFL Coach of the Year. I think if they win again this weekend, they find themselves 7-5, and five, knocking on the door of the playoffs. He certainly has to be in consideration. Uh, maybe not get it. Um, there's a couple other coaches I think, you know, even, I mean, look at Denver's doing. Denver has the longest winning streak in the league alongside, I believe, the Eagles at five in a row. Broncos right there as well. Uh, but the Colts and the Broncos, certainly the most surprising team so far. Um, if not in the entire NFL, certainly the AFC. A couple few things I want to mention uh, before moving on to the Pacers and some other football-related news and, of course, IndyCar news. Uh, Shout-out to the state champions last week in high school football. Uh, the unfortunate thing that came out of the IHSA 8 state finals was the fact that it was behind a paywall, I believe, uh, actually, I know Semi-State was behind a paywall as well. I don't know the exact price. 
And then last weekend state finals game, I think, which look, if you're going to watch them and you're going to enjoy them, six games for 20 bucks isn't bad. Uh, but I think a lot of people were very upset that for the first time in in in, in ever that maybe their tradition went away because they didn't want to pay the $20 to watch the state finals. Uh, most of the games, if not all six, were blowouts. Uh, Chittard with the big win. Ben Davis knocked off Crown Point. I, I saw some other complaints of, of commentary and such on Facebook and Twitter slash X when I was following it throughout the weekend. But, um, yeah, that was that's that's unfortunate. You know, you, you hope maybe there's a a way to maybe get out of the contract with Bally if that's a situation. Maybe it's, maybe somebody like Channel Eight picks it up. What a, what a great opportunity for Channel Eight to to sell some local spots and to uh, provide local football on on Friday and Saturday. I, I don't know exactly what else that you know they they are playing on those days, but. I think it'd be a good opportunity for Channel Eight or maybe my TV twenty three or um, you know Greg Rakestraw does ISC. Maybe that's an opportunity there for them to broadcast it, sell some spots, and allow fans to watch for free. Hey, December thirteenth, if you're in Indianapolis, would love to have you. Tappers Fountain Square, great place, great arcade bar, the best in the city. Home Alone trivia. I'm going to be hosting. Austin and I came up with this idea. I'm looking forward to it. As you guys know, you've probably seen some of the pictures when I was young. That this is uh, my favorite movie. Not even just my favorite Christmas movie. Home Alone, Home Alone 2 are two of my top five favorite movies. And I'm looking forward to hosting trivia down at Tappers December the 13th. You can check out their Facebook page, their Instagram for more information, RSVP. We're going to have some great prizes to give away. It'll be a lot of fun. There'll be some really easy questions. There'll be some really hard questions. So I'll be hosting that. Uh, Can't wait for it. Should be a lot of fun hosting Home Alone Trivia again December the 13th at Tappers in Fountain Square. Also wanted to mention this coming up next week, the biggest racing convention in Indianapolis, I th- maybe in the country. I don't know if the other one in Vegas is is bigger, but PRI is coming to town. Um, it's, I don't think it's open to the public, but I'll be hosting a live podcast there on Friday afternoon. Going to be talking some IndyCar. Um, they have a new podcast paddock set up that they're going to have inside the convention center. So we're going to have some great conversations regarding IndyCar next year. I believe they'll record that. I'll put that on my podcast page, so we'll have some more IndyCar I think Eric Smith, David Land's going to join me. Taylor Ferns, who drives sprint cars, is supposed to join me. Uh, should be a lot of fun. It's a great time. It's a great convention. If you have a chance to go, um, certainly feel free to do so. Um, I know the shop here in Indy locally just launched some new Indianapolis 500 gear, so be sure uh, to check that out. They always do a great job. I'm looking at my favorite hat, my black Indianapolis 500 hat with the yellow rope that I wore to almost every race. Uh, in the 2023 IndyCar season. On that note, let's stick with some IndyCar news. Looks like Connor Daly will be in Indianapolis 500. I tweeted this. Uh, Seems like all signs are pointing to him running a one-off 500 for Dryon Reinbold. I believe he'll still have some backing from Bitnile. And I believe his plans are to run more truck races next year. Also hearing nothing is set in stone yet. I'm also hearing Yuri Vips will get four or five road course races for Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan Racing, and we may see a return um, reuniting with Ray Hall, Letterman, Lanigan Racing for the Indianapolis 500 with two-time Indy 500 winner Takuma Sato. Uh, That has not been announced yet. 
It's still in the works, uh, but I think that there's a good shot that that's where Takuma Sato winds up running the Indianapolis 500. Like I tweeted a few weeks ago, I don't think he's done yet. Uh, check us out at Tony D&D on Twitter as well. Be sure to download the Fans Place app. Uh, we got plenty of prizes coming up to give away cash prizes, Colts tickets. Um, you're going to answer some predictive questions. We'll give you some beer money for doing so. And I hope that if you're already playing on it, you continue to and that you will download it um, if you haven't already. All right, IU has a new football coach. And look, I know the two people that I probably have ripped the most that should be let go were Tom Allen at IU and Darius slash Shaq Leonard. We've got both of those. Um, the Tom Allen era just didn't simply work out. Indiana is continuing to um, improve their facilities, improve their football. Obviously, basketball is the say-all, be-all down there, as we know. But football-wise, um, they've gone out. they got the James Madison coach, which it seems, you know, I think that these conversations probably happened weeks ago. Okay, hey, can we get enough money to get Tom Allen bought out? And then can we go after somebody with, um, you know, the ability that they've shown that on a lower level of college football that they will be able to perform. Can we bring somebody in here that maybe can take that next step to us where, look, we're going to have to compete. You know, it used to be, oh, you'd have to worry about Penn State and Ohio State and Michigan. Now you got some some Pac-12 competition coming in. You've got a whole new alignment. Um, things are going to be moving forward in the Big Ten over the next uh, couple seasons, obviously next year with the likes of USC, Washington, and others coming. Um, but Kirk Signetti, and this is this is the new coach from James Madison. I think the conversation was probably like, all right, are they going to be able to go bowling because James Madison coming up to the D1 level over the last year or so, I don't think you're allowed to go bowling until your third year. Uh, the NCAA then granted them a no because they appealed to, look, we're having a really good season. And then the NCAA came to their senses and said, yes, okay, we can let you go bowling. He's going to coach the bowl game, which I always like. I always like when a coach, look, finish off the season. You know, a lot of times coaches leave, and I know there's like a recruiting period that goes on, and and then the transfer portal happens so quickly. Uh, but I commend him for staying, wanting to coach in the bowl game for the James Madison Dukes, and then we'll come to IU. So let's see. I, I, I think it's a fresh face for IU, and that's just certainly – what they needed in basketball. Purdue, number one in the country. It's great. It's great for Purdue. It's great, you know, for the recruits. Uh, but I'm going to say this about Purdue. As somebody who cheers for Purdue, watches as many Boilermaker games as possible, I've been really impressed with uh, the freshman Colvin, who I called seven or eight basketball games of him last year at Heritage Christian. Um, I I'm going to say this about Purdue, and, and this is what I'm going to be my mantra all year. Everything's great. Everything's hunky-dory for Purdue. Let's get to March. Let's get to the Final Four. This is, I think, the uh, the say-all, be-all for Matt Painter. People are going to say, oh, no, you're crazy. Look what he's done. Uh, I don't really pay too much attention to the regular season in college basketball. I really don't. I can't tell you who the Big Ten – I can't even really tell you who the Big Ten tournament winner has been over the last couple of seasons. Get me as a fan to the Final Four. That's the, that's that's It's Final Four bus for Purdue – You've knocked on opportunities. You've had the three worst losses. I'm going to let it go. I'm not going to say that the rest of the year. I'm not going to say anything about the about the losses in March in the NCAA tournament until they are eliminated from the NCAA tournament. I like Purdue. I like this team. They've got a lot of great shooters. 
Um, obviously, Zach Eady, one of the best players in the country, kind of really defines that offense and, and, and really wreaks havoc defensively on the opposition. But ca- cautiously optimistic. That's how I have to approach this Purdue season. IU, they've been okay. Um, they'll continue to get better. Still a young core trying to gel together. Butler is actually playing pretty well. I've been impressed by Butler. They went down um, on Thanksgiving to Disney World. I thought they played Florida Atlantic, the number 13 team in the country, very respectively. Held a lead in that second half. Uh, I think Butler will be just fine, and we'll see how the other teams um, establish themselves here coming up. Also this week in the Big Ten Championship game, Michigan taking on Iowa. It's crazy. The over-under for Iowa in the first half is a point. Are they going to score or will they not score? That's for both the first and second half. I think it's a 23.5-point favorite for Michigan, 35 points over-under. Um, so I guess you're looking at 25-12-ish, to 12-ish, 25-13-ish, 25-10, uh, those type of scores. We shall see. It's going to be ugly. Uh, I think I'm going on Saturday, so... We shall see. I just like to be downtown. It's great for the city of Indianapolis. I know the contract for the Big Ten Championship to be here runs out after next year. Uh, it's just it's great for the for the economy. It's great back to back weekends to have PRI downtown to have um, the Big Ten Championship game, which always seems to consist of either Michigan and Michigan or Iowa State taking on Iowa. I have some family friends that come down that are Iowa fans, so uh, we'll be having a good time Saturday before checking it out so uh, looking forward to that game uh, that about sums it up the Pacers look it's been an up and down it seems like they do really well in this tournament we're going to see what they can do the loss I went on Monday night to see them play Portland that loss was super tough uh, just hard to watch sometimes some guys still gelling together I don't know what's going on with Benedict Mathurin it just seems like there's so much untapped potential with him and then him and Carlisle get into it um, defensively in a defensive scheme so we shall see. I uh, hope to see it trivia. Thanks so much. Hopefully you download the Fans Place app. Thank you to flooringisforever.com. If you're at PRI, come say hi next Friday. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun talking some racing. And we'll see what happens coming up this weekend. A lot of great college football conference championship game-wise. Thank you so much for the support. Enjoy your weekend. And thanks for listening to the Tony D Podcast.